0: Hey, my name is Dave. I'm the lead pastor here at Connect. If you're visiting with us this morning, maybe you're in town visiting with your family and uh, they've decided to bring you along to this church they keep telling you about. Uh, Maybe you're from the community and you thought, hey, it's Easter. I want to go to church this morning. I've heard about this Connect church. Whatever brings you here, we want to really welcome you and uh, hope you enjoy this morning uh, as we celebrate together the resurrection of Jesus. Now, um, I don't know if you're like me, but I love stories, I love listening to stories. If you know me, you'll know I love telling stories. If I hear a story, I'm like, I cannot wait to pass that story along and tell someone else. Stories are great. We as a family, we, uh, we, I'm sure like many of you here, we have busy lives, but we have three kids. They're 15, 13, and eight. So we try and at least one night a week, Friday nights around nights, but we try and do it more than this, but at least one night a week. When we have dinner together as a family, we're like, okay, no screens, nothing. We're going to sit around the table. We're going to enjoy family din- dinner together as a family. We're going to tell some stories. So we'll go around the table, and each kid has to say three things about their day, or three things about their week, and, and we'll start to tell stories. And before you know it, we're telling stories, and, and Will, my middle son, he, he loves to tell stories, and he'll get caught up in it. And before you know it, he's laughing, and he's crying because of what happened at school that day. It's so funny, and he just loves telling stories. We love listening to stories. You know who, um, who are best with stories? Parents. Seriously, us parents, if you're a parent here this morning, um, we, we really are good with stories, aren't we? Because stories can be used to help us with our parenting. Think about it. How many of you, when you were a child, you were just uh, kind of sat at the table eating your dinner, and maybe you rocked back over on the two legs of your chair, and your mom or your dad, they stopped you and said, Hey, let me tell you a story about the little boy that did that. And he fell over backwards and broke his neck and was paralyzed for the rest of... Even as I'm telling this story, some of you are shivering because you remember that story. No one in this room has ever met that little boy. um, But our parents told us the story about him. He must exist somewhere um, paralyzed for the rest of his life because his mum didn't warn him of the dangers of leaning back on those two legs of your chair. So as parents, we love to tell these stories. And the truth is, if we're not careful, us parents, we can stretch those stories just a little bit. If it helps us to parent our children, there's a little bit of artistic license in some of our stories. I actually found a website this week as I was preparing for my message, and all of it was just people who had submitted stories their parents had told them growing up. Stories that they actually believed some of them until their adult years. This first one, now we can bring up (laughs) our story. This particular person was told by their parents, don't put your elbows on the table, you'll kill the table fairies. She believed it. She's like, I don't want to hurt the table fairies all her life. Never put her elbows on the table. Someone sent this one in. I think I was five years old. My mum was cleaning out my fish tank when she dropped the goldfish down the drain by accident. She had just taken me to the movies to see Free Willy, so she told me my goldfish heard her family calling from the ocean, and she had to swim home. (laughs) Great story. Uh, (laughs) How about this one? Santa sent his special elves to watch me through my bedroom window at night. They would hang upside down from the gutter using their little curly pointed shoes, all so I wouldn't get out of bed after bedtime. If you get out of bed tonight, the elves will be watching, so you begin. These are parents telling these stories. My favorite is I remember hearing this on the radio once. Um, people were calling in and telling uh, stories their parents told them. This lady, she said, "You know, I didn't realize this was a story my parents told me until I was married. And together, my husband and I, we were sat with an insurance agent talking about insurance premiums for our home and our vehicles. And in the midst of our conversation, it was quite expensive. I ventured the idea. I said, well, what about getting one of those part-time driving insurance policies? She said, my husband kind of looked at me and the insurance agent kind of looked at me. She goes, yeah. She goes, that's, that's the one we had growing up. My parents told me that our policy would only allow me to drive on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, and never after six o'clock at night. And she said, as I was telling this story in my early 20s, I suddenly realised, that's not true. (laughs) My parents lied to me and I'm 20 years old and I'm just now figuring it out that I could have driven on weekends. It wasn't just that policy. This lady's calling in, telling this story. You know, we maybe misuse stories as parents, but uh, stories can be a good thing. I remember as a kid, I had a book. It was called Aesop's Fables. Maybe you've heard of this. And I would read this book just backwards and forwards because it was full of all these little stories. Stories about the tortoise and the hare, the lion and the mouse, the boy who cried wolf. Each story having a really powerful application and a great moral and a lesson to be learned. And that's the wonderful thing about stories. Sometimes they're just great anecdotes, but sometimes stories can have truth and relevance for our lives. This weekend, we are focusing on one of the greatest stories ever told. The story of the life and death of a man named Jesus. Now I have to just uh, point out this moment because sometimes when you hear the word story, you tend to go towards like Goldilocks and the Three Bears or or Snow White or other such fairy tales. But those aren't the only kind of stories that we can learn from. There are great stories told about factual events. The Apollo 13 mission, the D-Day landings, Martin Luther King and his work with civil rights. You may have heard that story told by a teacher, read about it in a book, or even seen a movie depicting those stories. And they are true stories of actual things that happen that we can still today learn from and be inspired by. Some of those stories can actually even challenge us to live differently. You know, when we talk about the life and death of a man named Jesus, this isn't a fairy tale story. This is a true story. Jesus, there are archaeologists and historians, they will tell you there is more evidence to support the idea that a man named Jesus walked this earth than Julius Caesar. There are so many records to show that that factually, this man lived on earth almost 2,000 years ago. Now, I happen to believe that not only did he live, but he was who he said he was. The Son of God, here to rescue us from, uh, the Bible says, sin and death. But the story of the life of Jesus is an incredible story. And it can change our lives today. Maybe you're here this morning and you're very familiar with the story of Jesus. Maybe you're, you kind of vaguely remember it from growing up. You heard about it in Sunday school. Or, or maybe your parents or your grandparents told you the story. But um, the story of Jesus, it kind of starts out with the Christmas story. We're all very familiar with the Christmas story. The angels appearing to the shepherds, the wise men that followed the star. The Christmas story is a great story. It tells us about that beautiful little eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus. And you may love the Christmas story. You may love Christmas Jesus. In fact, maybe you were here um, at Christmas when we were kind of recounting the story of Jesus. And and you came here on Christmas Eve or you attended another church. and, And you're back here again at Easter. It's great to see you. You know, we have church every Sunday, and uh, the donuts are free. We'd love to see you every other Sunday, but but Christmas is where it all began. The story of baby Jesus, and then maybe you're familiar with the life of Jesus. The stories of the miracles that he performed and the teachings that he did, and and as far as stories go, you actually can, can relate to this. You have a lot of respect for who Jesus is for the teachings he brought, this idea of love and grace and forgiveness. And, and you actually admire the values that Jesus taught. Maybe the story is familiar for you of what happened just a couple of days ago that we remembered on Good Friday. The fact that Jesus wasn't just born in a stable, he didn't just live um, a good life impacting the lives of many around him. But actually there came a point where Jesus died on a cross. That was a sad ending to the life of Jesus. But this morning, we here in the church, we believe that the story didn't end on Good Friday, that we celebrate this morning the resurrection of Jesus, that he rose from the grave. He came back to life. He conquered death. Now maybe you're here this morning and you think, well, that's just a good ending to the story of Jesus' life. And it is. We all love stories that have happy endings, don't we? we? Even those movies where there's, you know, kind of a, it looks like it's going to be sad at the end. Normally, there's like a twist and there's a there's a happy ending because we want a story with a happy ending. So we could be here this morning and think, well, I know the story of Jesus. I know the story of Jesus as a baby. I know the life he lived. I know that he died on a cross, and I even know that on Sunday, that's the day that we remember that he rose again. And that's a great story with a great happy ending. But this morning, I want to share with you the idea that even though it's a great story with a happy ending, it's not just the story of Jesus' life. The story of Jesus' life from beginning to end has an impact on your story this morning. The story of Jesus' life can impact your lives, your story this morning. His resurrection, his his conquering of, of death, That resurrection story, I believe it's a game changer for every one of us here today. So this morning, you're actually going to hear three stories. You're going to hear three stories from three individual people here at Connect. You're going to hear their stories, and you're going to hear how God changed their lives, how that resurrected Jesus is still alive and alive in their lives today. But I want you to understand the importance of this idea of of our resurrected King. That Jesus is resurrected. He's risen from the dead. There was a guy by the name of Paul who talked about this. And um, Paul wrote a large part of the New Testament. And he was writing one day to uh, a group of Christ followers in a city called Corinth. And this is accounted for in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. And you can read this. and, And Paul's writing to this church. and He's writing about this idea of resurrection about Jesus rising from the dead. In 1 Corinthians 15, and you can read along with me on the screen here, it says this in verse 3. Paul says to them, I passed on to you what was the most important and what had also been passed on to me, that Christ died for our sins, just as the Scripture said, that he was buried and that he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scripture said. Paul's writing to people saying, listen, all that you've read, all you've heard, it's true. This is what happens. He's reiterating the fact to them that, that Jesus did rise from the dead on the third day. He goes on in verse 17 to say this, And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless, and you are still guilty of your sins. Paul's saying, hey, listen, his story is great, but his story plays a part in your story. Had he not raised Your faith would be useless. You'd still be guilty of your sins. He's saying his resurrection, his rising from the grave, it impacts you today. It impacts us today. He carries on in verse 21. He says, so you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given a new life. What Paul is saying here is that the Adam, Adam and Eve, if you're familiar with that creation story, when they did something wrong, these, this, this thing the Bible calls sin, it came into the world. And now as a result of that, every one of us is born to one day die, separated from God. This man brings death, but Jesus... Resurrection from the dead, it comes from another man in Jesus. In fact, Jesus himself said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. The resurrection power didn't just raise Jesus from the dead. God's resurrection power is for us to rescue us from death. And even to give us life and change our lives now. Check out this first story we want to share with you this morning.
1: Grew up in the south end of Peoria and I really didn't have any cares in the world of bettering myself. Where I came from, you know, I was circled around, you know, go to work, get off work and then it's time to go party and have fun. The last couple years I met my wife and ended up being around her, her family, that kind of sparked conversations and got me, uh, diving more into, uh, Religion and everything and found my way my uh, self reading more and asking her and her dad a lot more questions and Got her going back to church Uh, Once I started going I started kind of putting two and two together Uh, Things that really never made sense kind of all started coming together a little bit better Uh, seeing there was something more to life and to what all the like what my purpose would be uh, end up uh, realizing what I, everything that I always thought was, you know, this is what it is because, you know, I don't have proof behind this, that, or the other. It uh, kind of all started making more sense and realized, man, everything I thought was wrong. It all kind of, you know, everything kind of has come full circle. I can share, you know, uh, the path of terribleness that I was on to the the way that I live my life now and I'm able to share that with not only people that I work with, uh, come across out, On the streets and even in the like helping out with the youth group and that there was a kid that was you know right around that age of 20 21 and he was going through a kind of the same thing and we would sit around and talk because we worked third shift and he had nothing else better to do it was quiet and you guys were all standing in one area working and kind of got to talking to him and he started asking questions and i was able to say you know i was the same exact way and then told him you know this is where i was at and this is where i'm at now he, in turn, started making a few little changes. Uh, I see it every once in a while, stuff that he'll post on like Facebook and that um, that he's, he's doing better than he was. Ended up getting baptized uh, a few months ago, uh, last baptism service, actually. Uh, did that, and it's just been, ever since, like it's been, you know, I find myself having a hard time. I think back about uh, where I came from, where I am now,
0: you know Josh is a great guy and his story is actually kind of similar to my story I wasn't always a follower of Jesus if I can remember during my teenage my young adult years I was living uh, very far from a a Christian life and it wasn't that I didn't believe in God it's just I'd made this decision to kind of turn my back on him and pursue my own purpose my own sense of fulfillment and joy Josh said in that video that in the midst of this lifestyle of living for himself, he realized there had to be something more to this life. That's exactly where I found myself almost 30 years ago. Enjoying my life, but just having this this emptiness inside. Feeling like there had to be something more than, than what I was experiencing. You know, Josh's story... And the story of Jesus, he met Mandy, his his wife now, and her family. They started to share um, Jesus and started to share their faith with him. And there came this moment where Josh's story and Jesus's story, they overlapped. They intersected. And in that moment, Josh got to discover Jesus for himself. Josh met Jesus that day, and his life was forever changed. Maybe you're here this morning. There's a part of you that connects with Josh's story you in the midst of your life. And life's good. It's not that life's bad, life's good, but there still seems to be just an emptiness inside. You know, the same God that resurrected Jesus from death, who resurrected Josh and me from our life of emptiness, he wants to resurrect your life today. Maybe you don't um, connect with, with Josh's this morning, Josh's
2: story, but Let's listen to Christy's story here this morning. I guess if you can imagine, close your eyes and imagine that you are sleeping in your car with your four year old son and your three year old daughter. And imagine how you would feel when they ask you for something to eat and you have nothing to give them and they ask you where they're gonna sleep and you have to tell them the car and they're scared and imagine how low you would feel. Well, I don't have to imagine, because 20 years ago, I was sleeping in my car with my two children. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I heard that, and it was like my whole transition was about that. Because even though We had had nothing, we had had God. We were sleeping in the car and, you know, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And somehow we made it into the emergency shelter. And um, then we made it into transitional housing. And uh, God helped us build our life back. And now, 20 years later, I'm running that same emergency shelter program and transitional housing program. I think being in the place of homelessness, God put my heart where it needed to be so I could really love the unlovable. You know, that's what he asks us to do. And by taking me to a place, by breaking me completely down and then resurrecting me as a new person, you know it gave me the heart to love the people that i work with every day uh, i get to spend time helping people um rebuild their lives in the same way that god rebuilt mine god had a hand in this this is where i was meant to be he was preparing me for this so i could see the people who were homeless as he saw them through his eyes that You know, not the exteriors, but their hearts and how much he loved them. And he wanted me to be able to tell them that because they had forgotten in the same way that I had forgotten.
0: Christy's a great member here at Connect. I love her story. Um, she actually runs the transitional housing, the homeless shelter at Dream Center Peoria, right down in the heart of the city. And I got some friends who work along there and they just speak so highly of her. Even residents who are, who are um, seeking shelter there, I'll talk to them and they just speak so highly of Christy's love and how she just demonstrates Christ's love for them. But that wasn't always the case. As you heard from the beginning of her video, there was a time when she was in a, a, a desperate place. And maybe you're here this morning and you're not homeless, but you feel like your life is kind of out of control. That you're at rock bottom. You just feel all alone and helpless. I loved what she told in her story there, that her lowest point, she clung to that promise that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in that moment, believe in that, Christy's story and the story of Jesus overlapped. And she came through it. And her life was forever changed. And the same God that resurrected Jesus from the death, who resurrected Christy from her life of homelessness and hopelessness, he wants to resurrect your life today. One more story from one more member here of Connect. Check out this video.
3: I have stage four pancreatic cancer. I was uh, given some difficult news. I have, uh, was told that I have one chance in seven of living five years. Uh, as it turns out, that provided me with an opportunity to change my life and live differently. My diagnosis was uh, five years ago, last month. So I feel very lucky and I know that I'm blessed. God has a great way of reaching people, even people who are hard to reach, and I'm one of those hard to reach guys. Uh, But God reached me in a really effective way. It uh, just uh, was a little more determined than it really needed to be, I think. But anyway, He reached me. I've had six surgeries, and after the first surgery, I had a lot of complications. I wasn't making it, and I shouldn't have survived. But, did, and one of the evenings when, when I was at my lowest, I had lost about 30% of my body weight, I'd lost my hair, I had essentially lost my will to live, and almost lost my faith. But I, I let go and, and just asked God to do with me what He wanted. If it was time for me to go, it was time for me to go. But if I was supposed to live, let me live, and I live today. I'm very thankful. I'm thankful every day. I watch the sunrise every morning, and, and that's very special. I take a lot of uh, pleasure in a lot of very small things. So like many people, I have uh, had difficulties with misplaced priorities. I'm essentially a workaholic I love work and um, I love family as well but um, certainly after this experience um, work comes way down the list you learn what is really important in life and and it's not uh, what you can accrue or what you can accomplish it's really who you can touch. What a difference you can make. Those are the lasting memories that, uh, that will stay behind when you're gone. I don't know that this is a, uh, a great resurrection story because I don't know that I was disappointed. I know I wasn't deserving. I've lived a rough and tumble life and have strayed plenty of times, and, and I struggle today. And yet, God reached me and told me that I needed to be different. And I am different.
0: You know, I had lunch with Mike a couple of months ago and uh, sat across the table from him in Chili's and he shared that story with me, how really he shouldn't still be alive, how he'd already lived longer than the doctors said he would. And I realized that I was sat here with a man who really could very easily have been shaking a very angry fist at God, very angry and bitter over what had happened and, and how this illness would affect him. But instead, he shared with me how it actually driven him closer to God. It had increased his faith. It had given him a greater appreciation of, of life and of family and, and even of the sun rising in the morning. You know, that day when the doctor gave him his diagnosis, Mike's story and the story of Jesus, they once again intersected. You know, for the majority of us here this morning, we don't know if we have 50 years to live or five years to live, but I know this, many of us are living like we'll never die, never thinking of what may come at the end of this life, maybe not making the most of the time we do have with with loved ones and the life that we have. This isn't all there is. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. This life isn't the end. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He wants to take us into a life that will last for eternity. Because the same God that resurrected Jesus from death, who resurrected Mike, from his life where God was just kind of on the periphery to having him again at the center of his life. That same God wants to resurrect your life today. So on this Easter Sunday, as we celebrate the great story of Jesus resurrecting from the grave, I want your story and his story to intersect this morning. I want you to experience that resurrection power of life over death and over your circumstances today. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing a song together here. It's a song all about the resurrected King who's resurrected me. And as you stand with us this morning and sing this song, maybe for some of you it'll just be a song to sing, but maybe you're here this morning, it'll be more than just a song, it'll be a prayer that you'll pray. God. Like those stories in those videos, I want my story to intersect with your story. I want the resurrected King to resurrect me. If you sing that song this morning, as I pray, God will hear your words. He will see in your heart of hearts that this is something you desire. So let's sing this song this morning. But if you're in this place and you want to be able to tell a story like those guys on the video, then as you
3: sing this song, make it a prayer in your heart this morning.